Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Joshua chapter 7, and if I were to give this one a title, just to be honest with you, it's a brutal one. I would call it God's Justice Looks Better on Other People. (laughs) God's Justice Looks Great on Other People. I like the grace look for myself. I like the grace. I like the mercy. I like the joy, the peace, all that. Anytime anytime God needs to do justice, that is great on somebody else. (laughs) So we're going to look at that today. But as always, before we get there, make sure if you like what we're doing here, you are leaving us a five-star review on the podcast. If you're looking at this thing on the YouTubes, make sure you are like, sharing, and subscribing. Also, commenting on the video, it really helps us to get the word out on everything. And I would love for everybody to go to the Bible Breakdown discussion and let us know how you're engaging with this content. Because the more we dig, the more we find. And one of the things I love to do is I love to go through God's word and hear what God is doing in other people because it's encouraging, it's challenging, it's inspiring. So don't leave that to yourself. Let us know what God is doing in your life so that we can grow as well. And I'd love you to do me a favor. I want you to take a moment and go to brandoncannon.com and I want you to subscribe to my free newsletter. One of the things I love to do is every Friday or Saturday, depending on how the week has been, I like to send out kind of a recap of the past week. I like to send with you what my favorite episode to shoot was and also some resources I'm finding. Because as I'm looking through things and learning and whatever, I use YouTube a lot for a lot of my my studies and stuff. And I want to share with you some of my favorite videos. I have some of my favorite sermons I've listened to that week, uh, just digging deeper into God's word, theology stuff. I got some fun stuff I, I just come across. I just want to share with you the things I'm learning. And then I would love for you to share things you're learning with me because that's what a community is, is where we are growing together. And that means sometimes uh, being with people when they go through moments of justice, which is what we're going to look at today. So as we get ready to travel into this, I want you to travel and find your NLT Bible, get it open with me, and we're going to dump, jump into this together because it's a hard one. And here's the question I would ask for you to grapple with with me is, what do you do when somebody you know is going through a season that they've brought on themselves? That's a hard thing to say, right? You know, it's different when something unexpected happens. It's tragic. It's horrible. But what about when someone's going through a hard season that they've brought on themselves? What, what do you do? I think the simple answer is you walk with them, but you also look at their lives and you go, you know what? I don't mean this in a judgment at all, but I want to make sure I don't fall into that same thing. So I'm going to walk with you, but I'm also going to see what got you here so I don't do that too. Because that's how we learn, is we learn from one another. What we're going to see today is AI, a place, beats Israel. And this has got to be devastating to Israel because they're doing well. They're doing what God's called them to do. Then all of a sudden something bad happens. And they get to looking around, and there's a guy named Achan who has done something he shouldn't have. And because of that, the entire nation has to pay the price. And so justice comes to Ai and his family. And it's brutal, and it's devastating, but that's what sin does. You know, Sin is where anytime you've missed the mark of God's holiness. And so when we sin, there's forgiveness, but there's also justice that's involved. Now, the good thing is, is the grace of God is so infinitely just, and that there are so many great things that happen. But 
Achan is an example of what happens sometimes in the justice of God. So we're going to read this. We're going to mourn with the nation of Israel and mourn with his family, but also see what we can learn from the idea as God's justice looks good when it's on others. So let's read this together. Joshua chapter 7, verse 1 says this, But Israel violated the instruction about the things set apart for the Lord. A man named Achan had stolen some of these dedicated things. So the Lord was very angry with the Israelites. Achan was the son of Carmi, a descendant of Zimri, son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah. Joshua had sent some of the men to Jer- from Jericho to spy out the town of Ai, east of Bethel, near Bethhaven. When they returned, they told Joshua, Ah, there is no need for all of us to go up there. It won't take more than two or 3,000 men to attack Ai. Since there are so few of them, don't make all of our people struggle to go up there. So... Approximately 3,000 soldiers, 3,000 warriors were sent, but they were soundly defeated. The men of Ai chased the Israelites from the town gate as far as the quarries, and they killed about 36 who were retreating down the slope. The Israelites were paralyzed with fear that the turn of the, at this turn of events that their courage melted away. Joshua and the elders of Israel tore their clothes in dismay. Uh, They threw dirt over their heads, and they bowed their faces to the ground before the ark of the Lord until that evening. Then Joshua cried out, O sovereign Lord, why did you bring us across the Jordan River if you're going to let the Amorites kill us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side. Lord, what can I say now that Israel has fled, or what can I say now that Israel has fled from its enemies? For when the Canaanites and all the other people living in the land hear about it, they will surround us and wipe out, wipe us off the face of the earth. And then what will happen to the honor of your great name? So pause. It wasn't just the 36 people that died, and that's enough. But it was also the emotional and the mental strain that happened because they had had so much confidence that God was truly with them. Well, now things are falling apart. And so it was all of this, and now they're starting to doubt. Did God really speak to us? Is God really the one sending us? Well, watch what happens. But the Lord said to Joshua, basically, dry it up. <laughs> Get up. Why are you lying there on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me. And they have not stolen from them, but have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings. That is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. For now, Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. I will not be with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that are set apart for destruction. Get up, command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, Hidden among you, O Israel, are the things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. In the morning, you must present yourselves by tribes. Then the Lord will point out the tribe of the guilty man. Then the tribe must come forward in its clans, and the Lord will point out the guilty clan. The clan will come forward, and the Lord will point out the guilty family. Finally, each member of that guilty family must come forward one by one. The one who has stolen what was set apart for destruction will himself be burned with fire along with everything he has. For he has broken the covenant of the Lord that has done a horrible thing in Israel. So pause. So what Joshua finds out from the Lord is, what's your problem? I told you 
And you look through the book of Deuteronomy. He said, if you sin, consequences will follow. Well, guess what, guys? I told you to do one thing. You did another. Consequences will follow. And then he says, this is how you're going to find out. You start with a tribe, then with a clan, then with a family, and then down to what needs to happen. And I almost wonder if you see through so many other places where God is so very interested in us being honest with him. And so you can't help but wonder that he had have been honest with, if Achan had have been honest, if maybe this would have been different. But the fact that he let this happen and never outed himself, justice is on its way. Here we go, verse 16. Early the next morning, Joshua brought the tribes of Israel before the Lord, and the tribe of Judah was singled out. Then the clans of Judah came forward, and the clan of Zerah was singled out. Then the families of Zerah came forward, and the family of Zimri was singled out. Every member of Zimri's family was brought forward person by person, and Achan was singled out. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, by telling the truth. Make your confession and tell me what you have done. Don't hide it from me. Achan replied, It's true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. Among the plunder, I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon. 200 silver coins, and a bar of gold weighing more than a pound. I wanted them so much that I took them. They are hidden in the ground beneath my tent and with the silver buried deep, deeper than the rest. So Joshua sent some of his men to search, and they ran to the tent and found the stolen goods hidden there, just as Jake Achan had said, with the silver buried beneath the rest. And they took the things from the tent, brought them to Joshua and the Israelites, then they laid them on the ground in the presence of the Lord. Now, If you notice, he confessed. He knew what he had done was wrong, and he did it anyway. And so you can see what happened to Achan. He knew what to do. He hid what he had done, and he only confessed when he was caught. Now judgment falls. Verse 24, Then Joshua and all the Israelites took Achan, the silver, the robe, the bar of gold, his sons, daughters, cattle, donkeys, sheep, goat, tent and everything he had, and they brought them to the valley of Achor. Then Joshua said to Achan, why have you brought this trouble on us? The Lord will now bring trouble on you. And all the Israelites stoned Achan and his family and burned their bodies. They piled a great heap of stones over Achan, which remains to this day. This is why the place is called the valley of trouble ever since. So the Lord was no longer angry. Now that's hard and that's horrible. At the same time, it's not unexpected. It is the price you you pay for disobedience because there's so many truths here. And the reason why we want to take a second with it is because justice looks good on other people. Let's not waste the horrible thing that happened to Achan by not paying attention to it. Let's let his life and his family's life have a little bit of value by learning. Here's the things that Achan did. Achan was willing to be part of God's plan as long as it suited him. The moment that God told him to do something that he didn't want to do, he did his own thing. Knowing the consequences, he did it anyway. Knowing that it was an opportunity, he didn't do anything until he was caught. And then when he was caught, then he confessed. I think that the important thing to realize here is that when we do bad things, it doesn't just affect us. I've heard people say all the time, well, I'm just going to worry about me. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do what I want to do. Do you know it's a, it's a horribly selfish way to live? And it's also incorrect because we live around others. 
So the good things we do affect people. Also, the selfish things we do affect people as well. And so the first lesson is, is realize we live in a community called the world. And so we don't just live for ourselves, but we live with others. The second thing is, is realize there are consequences for our actions. We are welcome to disobey God, but then we can't get mad at God when justice falls. And this justice was terrible, but also his crime was terrible. And so God is always just, and God is always merciful. And that mercy is he tells us beforehand If you do these things, this is what's going to happen. And so I think the great lesson that A can can tell us is this, and that is to trust God's promises, all of them. The promise to bless you, to do good for you, to do all the things, but also the promise of justice when we choose to go our own way. And to remember that when we choose not to follow God, it doesn't just affect us. It affects everyone around us. So I want to ask you this question. What do you need to do in your life so that you don't follow the same path of Achan? Maybe it's just to put the reminder that before you decide to do anything else, you're just going to choose not to go there. Or maybe one that I've learned in my life is sometimes I will be going through a difficult season and I'll just start complaining to God. I'll say, God, I don't understand why I'm going through this. I don't understand why this is here, whatever, whatever. But then when I really get to looking at my life, I realize, oh, well, you know why? It's because I haven't obeyed God in this area. I haven't done this. I have kept things for mine that belong to the Lord. And so then I go, well, you know why I'm going through this is because all your promises are true, <laughs> including the bad ones. And so then the wonderful thing about Jesus is we have an opportunity. The Bible says if we will confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So we confess our sins to the Lord. He forgives us, and he helps us start that journey toward healing that may take a while, but we start that journey. So I want to ask you this question. From Aiken's life, what next step do you need to take? Maybe it's a reminder. Maybe it's repentance. But whatever it is, can I tell you, God is more interested in your healing and in your freedom than you are. So if you will take a step, he will meet you wherever you are. Let's pray together today. Father, thank you so much. Or that you are more interested in our freedom than we are. And that every time we take a step of faith, Lord, you run to us. So I pray that we will run to you today. Run to you, God, with maybe asking forgiveness, asking you to give us a next step. Or maybe we have a friend of ours who is going through a difficult time. And you now help us understand the situation they're in a little bit better. To maybe judge a little less and to have mercy a little more. To step in and offer, Lord, help in times of need. I thank you for your word today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. My hope for you is that when you get to the end of your journey, you'll be able to say as Joshua did in Joshua 24, 45. He said this, not a single one of all the good promises that the Lord had given was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Joshua chapter eight. 